Welcome to the magic in daily endurance. I'm your host, Jesse Meister, coming to you this season from Canada. What if you could integrate the tools necessary to raise your vibration and change your life? This show will help you overcome your challenges, step into your power, and become the true badass you're meant to be. Join me as I chat with friends of mine that have dove deep into their shadow to see the light and are now ready to share their stories. This is the magic in daily endurance. Hello world and welcome back to another episode of the magic in daily endurance today I have a magical being that I got to meet in the jungles of Costa Rica while at an ayahuasca retreat I have Rebecca Rocco Rocco did I say it wrong again no you got it okay (laughs) (laughs) Like I always get it beforehand and then it's like, oh shoot, sometimes, sometimes I still mess up. Not today. So it's good. All right. So Rebecca and I met same place. If you've listened to the episode with Sabrina, same event with Victor and Aaron, that was this magical five-day ayahuasca integration with the San Pedro. And Rebecca has gone on a very interesting journey since uh, we did the ayahuasca, so I wanted to invite her back. So welcome to the podcast today, Rebecca. Thank you. Super excited to be here. I'm so happy that you are taking the time to talk about everything that you've done since we've met. All right. So first thing I ask all my guests is... Daily habits are the thing that I think are such a staple within actually living your purpose and living your dream. So do you have a daily ritual routine and what, what do you do? Um, in the morning when I wake up, which I try to get up about an hour or two before I actually have to get moving. Um, so I have some time to meet myself in the morning. Um, I wake up. I sage or Palo Santo. Palo Santo has been my go-to. It smells so good. And then I journal and I journal how I'm feeling like right when I wake up. And then I do a little bit of yoga and I journal how I'm feeling afterwards, which it's usually like huge change. Um, And then I do a page of gratitude. And that, that is what I do in the morning um, to get me ready for my day. And I noticed in my journal, I started, um, not too happy about waking up at 6am. And then (laughs) towards the end, um, you know, as I continue to do it, it's just like my whole mood changes, especially with the gratitude. Like I have so much gratitude in my heart. And even on days when I don't feel grateful, I still journal gratitude and it's like a game changer for me for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, one other thing that I do try to do every day is get outside. Like connecting with the earth is my ultimate favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> where, connecting with the planet. And whereabouts are you? In Ohio. Ohio. Does it snow there? It does snow. Um, so it's funny. We just had the fall equinox and mm-hmm. like the day of it was like, all right, it's fall and it's been cold and, but I love it. Yeah. And then you still earth every day too. Yes. That's amazing. 
Oh, oh, I gotta do that. I can't wait to move and then I'm I can do it here. I can go on that grass. I don't know why I'm saving saying yeah, that. It's not that cold there yet, right? No, not yet. It hasn't snowed yet. That'll be like, you know, end of October, beginning of November. Depends. Sometimes it snows in July here. Like Calgary's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh awesome. And so within that. How important do you think that that is to like ground yourself and send yourself for the day? Like, cause you just started doing this, correct? I just started doing this. So I went on a, uh, 40 day ritual morning ritual challenge. Um, I mean, it's so important. It not only like got me up in the morning to get me started with my day, but also it just completely changed my mood mm-hmm. throughout the entire day. I mean, it just made me happier and more thankful. It was really, really crazy. So, I mean, I, I think it's like, you know, up there, number one importance to start your day off with yourself and meet yourself like first thing in the morning. Versus grabbing your phone and who needs yeah. to get a hold of me? Like, you don't need to talk to that person as soon as you wake up. Like yeah. you don't, they can wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started my practice like probably five years ago when I was still in my corporate job. And it was just like, it was a game changer because then mm-hmm. your mind starts to shift and your habits start to shift and ever like ever your whole reality starts to shift. Right. So it's such a beautiful practice. I love that you're doing it. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. So I have been watching you on social media <laughs> on the gram since we met in Costa Rica and like your entire life has shifted and changed. Mm-hmm. So y- you quit your job. I quit my job. Yeah. Cause I, I know that we were talking about it when <clears throat> the San Pedro day, I believe we were talking about it and it's so funny. Cause I was like, don't make the decision right away. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you were talking about it. So tell me, Tell me your story. Like, where were you working and what made you decide to take the leap of faith? Um, Well, I was a behavior technician at a school um, for children with special needs, mainly autism. And I just felt like I was, you know, being shifted out anyway. But um, sitting with ayahuasca, I mean, I didn't have any, um, like you know, straight up revelations. Like I wasn't told anything per se, but it was just like a complete energetic shift. Mm. And I, you know, I came back and I just felt so different. Like this, this is me now. And this is where my life was then. And it's, it doesn't match, you know, like the puzzle piece was not fitting anymore. Mm. Um, so I did, I gave myself some time. I didn't just come back and quit right away. Um, but I, I think that I quit maybe like um, a month after or three weeks after I got back. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that was so, like, I mean, it was, what'd you say? That was like almost instant to me. That's like, that's quick. <laughs> I mean, what are we waiting for? You know, you have, <laughs> you have one life. Like if you're not happy, if you're not feel like if you don't feel like you're fully matching what you want in your life, then why wait? Like Mm -hmm. it was scary. It was, I was like, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do right away, but if you're not happy, just do it. 
Yeah. If you feel like you're not in alignment, then what do you, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, and, and it's it, like, if you don't make that space for the universe to align you, then the universe has to pull you out of continuing to pull you out of what you're in and then put you in alignment. So it's like, I just needed to make space. Yeah. And then what are you doing now, my friend? So I was renting a space at, um, uh, a studio that is near me, um, and doing Reiki sessions there and sound therapy with crystal sound bowls. Um, and so when I quit my job at the school, that was the intention was to just go full time into, you know, spiritual coaching, um, Reiki treatments and sound healing, um, and just holding workshops and sacred spaces for people to transform their life. Um, so that is what I'm doing now. Um, it's been a journey. It's been difficult. You know, it, it's not like you just leave one thing and it magically creates itself. Like it definitely, there's a lot that goes into it, especially um, like emotionally men and mentally. Like, you know, so many things came up for me after I left my job that I've been working through, especially after sitting with ayahuasca too, um, that I've been working through, you know, step-by-step. Step. And as I work through those things, then it just manifests in my business and like outside of myself. So it's really magical. It's pretty crazy. Magic. Magic is real. That's why my podcast is called this. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, so were you doing Reiki and the samples before? Like what was your introduction mm -hmm. to all of that? Um, let's see. What was my introduction introduction to all of that? Um, so I went on a retreat to Sedona last year mm -hmm. and that was when I was first introduced to the sound bowls with Patty actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and I came home and was like, I need that. So I ended up like a, a few months later, I got my own set of sound bowls, but with Reiki, um, I feel like Sedona probably sparked that with me too. And it just kind of like fell into my lap. Um, and then, so I went through the whole the three classes and became a master. And I knew that I wanted to help people um, because Reiki completely changed my life. Like I was navigating from an old paradigm, you know, when I was stressed, I wanted to grab a drink and drink alcohol or smoke a cigarette and just do these things that were not, they were no longer serving me anymore. And mm -hmm. um, so around the time that I, you know, started pulling away from drinking and the friends that were around me, that I would hang out with to drink with was when I started taking Reiki and it was amazing. Like first class and I quit drinking. I haven't drank since it's been like a year and a half. Nice. Um, yeah. Same with cigarettes. And so for me, like Reiki completely changed my life in that sense. It just showed me how I could, you know, get rid of that old energy that I was trying to navigate from still and to bring in new energy and just to have a whole new life. Mm -hmm. And so that is, you know, I want to share that story with everybody and to share Reiki with everyone because it's such a tool and it's so amazing to, um, to be able to shift, you know, out of your reality that you're no longer happy with into a new one just by energy healing. Mm -hmm. It's really crazy. Um, so I started at the studio before um, I quit my job and I rented a room once a, once a week in the evening. 
Mm-hmm. And then once I quit my job, now I have my own room and I rent it fully. So super that's, exciting. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing that now? Um, I have officially had my own room since beginning of August. Okay. So I was still rented the room there, but now I have my own room and my own space and get to decorate it. And yeah, super cool. Oh my God. That's so cool. Oh, and so your entire life has shifted. So what do you think happened at the ayahuasca ceremony? That was like, that was your moment that you're like, aha moment. I feel like I've had like, um, numerous aha moments (laughs) (laughs) since like, it wasn't just one click for me. Um, but you know, I, I wasn't planning on going to Costa Rica and sitting with ayahuasca this year. Definitely. It just kind of happened, you know, you too. Well, what's your story? Cause I know that Sabrina has hers. I should get Donna here too. (laughs) Right. Well, so they were both going and Sabrina's just kept telling me you're coming to Costa Rica. Like you're coming. (laughs) She probably like spoke it into existence. Yeah. So I had a call with Patty and, um, I, it just happened, you know, and it was crazy. So I signed on to go to the retreat in December and then our trip was like end of March. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, as soon as I signed on to go, ayahuasca started working through me. And the same thing happened with Reiki too. It was really crazy. Like when you like say yes to these things spiritually, they're like, okay. And they like, just come in and change your life from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's wild. But so with ayahuasca, I mean, um, her energy started working through me and just bringing up a lot of fears and, um, just uncomfortable emotions of probably about a month before I actually sat with her. Uh, that was very, it was very difficult. And thankfully I was seeing a spiritual therapist at the time and he actually sat with ayahuasca before. So he was like, you know, no need to worry. It's just her spirit working through you. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm going insane. This is ridiculous. What was happening? Um, So I started to fear that my daughter was going to die. Mm. And I felt like, because I was fearing this, that I was going to manifest it because I was like obsessing over it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, talking with Michael, my therapist at the time about it, he was like, she's bringing up for you, your fears to look at and to see them. And that I'm really glad that I had that preparation beforehand because of course the first night that I sat with ayahuasca, that was what came up. And I had to, um, during that ceremony, I had to like just completely surrender to that. Mm. And it was so difficult because, you know, no one even wants to think about losing their child. But every like parents' biggest every fear. Parent, it's yeah, it was horrible. So you know, during that experience, I felt like the fear of losing my, my daughter move from the, you know, my feet and just move through my whole body. And I ended up purging it out. And it was such like, just an extreme experience. Um, and what I've learned from that, because she's safe, you know, everything's fine. She's safe. She's healthy. I'm very thankful. But what I learned from that was, that my whole life is built around my daughter. Mm. And, you know, I had to ask myself, like, who are you without her? 
And that's still something that I'm trying to figure out. And that was like, see, look, now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> you talked about this. Um, but that that's just a big question that I had to ask myself. Mm. And I still do. It was like, who are you without her? Because if she wasn't here, my whole life would be completely different. And so um, just really meeting myself while obviously still having my beautiful daughter, but just meeting myself every day and learning more about me every day. Mm -hmm. It's just really magical. And that was what, you know, the first night taught me and is still teaching me. I still haven't completely grasped that entirely. Um, But it was very liberating and it was exactly what I needed at the time because that first ceremony like broke me wide open Mm -hmm. and I was so raw and so tender the next day. And I had like a whole, that was like my death, you know, when I was rebirthing and uh, at least around that specific thing. Um, Because as the next day moved on and we had like our integration ceremony and everything, I felt like a warrioress. Like I was like, I'm a fucking warrior. Like I can totally do this mm-hmm. going into the second ceremony because I was terrified at first. Cause I'm like, you know, what else is going to come up? It was just, you know, I was just on edge and I was like ripped wide open, little sleep. You don't really want to eat much. And it was just, it's just a crazy experience. Um, but I was super happy, you know, and I felt very strong going into my into the second ceremony. Mm. Um, and with that ceremony, it was, it took a while for it to, to hit. Um, and, and also the first ceremony, I only drank once. Oh yes. Like as soon as I stood up to get the second cup was when ayahuasca actually went, hit my system and I couldn't move. Like I had to go back and lay down. And then that's when like the experience actually started. Wow. The second night I did end up drinking, taking both cups though. Um, I wasn't going to, but then one of the shamans came over to me and was like, just have a little bit more. And I'm really glad that she did because I, I went deeper. Um, Mm. you know, I was flying around the ethers in this ceremony, uh, with my angel friends and like (laughs) just having a great time. Um, and it was crazy because like, towards the end they you know spirit just came in and was like all right now it's time to die you have to mm-hmm. die now and it was just like it was mind boggling because thankfully one of my uh housemates had told me earlier on that she had that experience which i know that this was told to me so i was prepared but she had that same experience her first the first night in ceremony mm-hmm. and so um you know, that was the ego, the ego needed to die. And so in my own experience, I mean, obviously it was terrifying because your ego is a part of your human self. Mm -hmm. You have to remind yourself, like, you know, this is, it's okay. Like you don't need to navigate from the ego anymore. You can navigate from the soul and from a heart space and from love and it's okay. And so that was, um, just a very, it was very intense. And I, experienced the death of the ego, um, not just in ceremony, but like when I went back to my room to go to sleep, I was having crazy dreams and I, the, the, like my feminine side died and then my masculine side died. 
And it was crazy. And I had these experiences when I came home too. Like I was like still in the ayahuasca ceremony for probably about a week or two after. Holy crap. It was intense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was really magical though. Um, Also a funny thing that happened in the second ceremony was, you know, we're in the jungle. And so this uh, dog came up. I don't know if you saw it, but the German shepherd. I did not see a dog. (laughs) It came up out of the rainforest, like the jungle. And I heard this panting and, you know, I'm in the middle of my ayahuasca experience and I heard this panting and someone like across the way was, um, they're like, it's a, it's a jaguar. And so I immediately like thought it was a jaguar. It was a dog, a German shepherd the whole time. (laughs) But that was, that definitely brought some light to the situation. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. Um, but yeah, crazy stuff. Were you on the feminine both, both nights? Yes. I tried to switch my spot the second night and I ended up in the same spot. Like the exact same spot? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There are no accidents. No, no, no. So like I moved and then someone was like, hey, this is for so-and-so. And so I went back. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely meant to. Meant to be where I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, the second night I was like, I'm going to the masculine. <laughs> yeah right it was a lot a lot it was a lot and it's like it's so powerful when you actually allow her to do what she's meant to do like Mm -hmm. it's such a powerful plant medicine that it's it'll change your life absolutely as you you know right Mm -hmm. and then what about the integration of the san pedro day for you like how was that um I mean, I loved Wachuma. It was a great day. Mm-hmm. It was it was so nice to have that. Um, like, uh, ayahuasca is loving, but I feel the way that I like to explain it is that she is pure love, and then she comes into your body and pushes everything out that is not. So it's an mm-hmm. uncomfortable experience. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, on the last day with Wachuma, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Like you can breathe now, like you did the work, have a piece of cake (laughs) kind of situation. Um, I mean, I, that day though, was really powerful. It was really powerful. Um, going through each of the prayers Mm. and just like praying for my family and for myself and for, um, you know, our future children and our future selves and, just I mean it was so powerful it was like like I felt like I was taken out of the present moment and like put into this time warp and like everything that I was praying for was healing within this timeline like it was such a magical experience Mm -hmm. it was very wild um I think it was a great end to the retreat as well I loved like every part of the ceremony and how it all played in together it was just Mm -hmm. so beautiful Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful it was definitely a really long day though at the end I was like oh my gosh it was like 12 hours or something right like we start at nine and we're like eating at nine it was like how is it nine (laughs) o'clock it was such an amazing 
just to um, experience such unconditional love from mm-hmm. everybody and how they were having, you know, unconditional love for themselves and for everyone else was just like one of the most beautiful things that I've ever experienced. I mean, you know, going or coming home from Costa Rica, one of the things that I realized is that I finally experienced what true unconditional love is. Mm. And it was such like um, a beautiful and magical gift, you know, that I was I was given, gifted that experience and I brought it home to everyone here. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy. Like and I, I don't think that I realized like how significant that was until now, because I'm actually experiencing that unconditional love in like little snippets of my day every day. And it, it took a while to, to integrate that. Mm-hmm. and to like weed out all of the crap that was stirred up by the experience and now I'm I feel like I'm finally at that point to where I can I'm like basking in it and like it's really it's just it's great I love that so much mm-hmm. that's and that's what it is right like once we all do that and embody right. that then the whole world changes Mm-hmm. But as long as we start today, mm-hmm. then it's all, it's all so good. So, so good. Oh man. I love this. So you want to talk about magic? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> because it is my favorite topic. Yes. Magic, spirituality, like all that stuff. So to you, what mm-hmm. is magic? Hmm. I feel like magic is you. Magic is me. Magic is in all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been, you know, kind of exploring this lately, especially just with talking to Mother Earth, Gaia, and, um, you know, thanking her every day and for everything that she does for us. And um, this is where I see magic. And I don't know if you probably did see my post, but I, I go outside all the time um, and just really connect to the earth and not just walk, but talk to her, talk to the leaves, talk to the animals. Um, and I was on a hike about six weeks ago and I found these little twigs. I was sitting on this big rock, like on top of a, a mountain type thing. And or it was like a cliff, but I, you know, laid out the sticks and they spelled love. And I left it there. No, that was like my gift to the planet. Yeah. Um, and about a week ago, which was six weeks after this, probably 60 miles from the place that I, you know, left my love message. I was at Lake Erie, a big lake um, in Ohio. And uh, I w- felt myself drawn to this one rock. It was a giant rock, like right in front of the lake. And I just like had to get to it. And as soon as I step on this rock, it there was love carved into it and and it was just so magical. And I was like, she's listening. Like this was the, you know, like she's listening. She's, and like, that is magic to me, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to your surroundings, talk to yourself, talk to the earth, 
talk to everything that is living around you and see how it talks back. Like, it's so magical. Like, just, you know, like there's so many gifts in each day and it's like, you just have to take a minute to, to realize it, to just stop and listen. Mm -hmm. And even that can even just be sitting in silence, just listening. Like there's so much magic in all of that. Yeah. And it's just, as I continue to do that and to continue to be open to the magic around me, it shows itself and it shows me how magical I can be. And it shows me how magical everyone else can be and everything else can be around me mm-hmm. or not can be, but is, is, yeah, is ma- yes. Magic is real. <laughs> it is. It, that is what real, like what real is. Yeah. It's yeah. just about getting back to that state. Mm-hmm. And so, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and once you start paying attention, it's fucking everywhere. It is, right? <laughs> it's like, woo, woo, woo. Especially Costa Rica. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell people, you can't explain it if you haven't been there. It's like skydiving. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't explain that feeling to somebody unless they've actually been there. There is an energy in Costa Rica that is unlike anywhere that I've ever been. Not like I'm, like, well-traveled, but, like, I've been to Mexico. I've been to Cuba, mm-hmm. Costa Rica, like, around Canada, around the States. And, like, I've not been anywhere that feels like that. What does Sedona feel like? That's my question. <laughs> Sedona was – I would love to go back and visit Sedona now with my the knowledge that I have now. Mm-hmm. Or just – I don't want to say knowledge, but um, I'm a lot more open than I was then. Mm-hmm. And I would love, to, I feel like she would just blast me more open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it was amazing. It was just being on the land was transformative. And I, I was, you know, definitely open to spirituality. Then of course I ended up at a women's retreat in Sedona, but I wasn't anywhere near where I am now. Mm-hmm. And just being in Sedona and being on that land just like activated every cell in my body. And it was like, so divine, like you're, you know, you just end up in places that you need to be and then you're activated and then your whole life changes just from being mm-hmm. in one space. Mm-hmm. It was really, really magical. And just in the big um, red rock, you know, you would see faces and beings and, some beings would present themselves to certain people and then others would be like, no, I don't see that man in that rock. And I'm like, how can you not see that? Like, it was just so powerful. Like there's so much, so many spirits and so many beings in, in the land. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's definitely magical. Um, One of the things I love the most is like, as you're driving around um, the mountains you know, one half of one side of it would be red where the sun hits. And then the other side is pine trees where the sun doesn't hit. And it was just so cool. Wow. I loved seeing that. And like, even some of the snow would be, would still be not snow. Doesn't snow in Arizona, but like, um, just the pine trees and like the shade and everything would be on the one side and then pure red on the other side was really magical. Is it sand? Some sandy spots. Yeah. I mean, I didn't explore a whole lot, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, more like, it was sandy, but it was more just like rock, at least what I saw. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want to go there for yeah, sure. Because there's there is a there's a portal there. So I'm like, oh, no doubt, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, take me. I was trying to plan like a trip to go through there before I went to Texas, but then like obviously that didn't happen. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm still going to Sedona. I'm not sure when. But this conversation, I'm like, should we just plan like a girls trip and I'll meet there and like do it? I would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing just to like Mm -hmm. go and chill and like get the upgrades because there's a huge, huge calling for Sedona right now. And I know a few people that are like, I'll meet you there. I'm like, okay, let's go. I have a plan. Yeah, like glass you right wide open for sure. Oh yeah. And like, because I need that somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You can never be too open. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then people think I'm crazy because people already think I'm crazy because of the things I talk about. (laughs) Like this path in my life is not surprising to anyone that's already known me. Mm -hmm. Um, So spirituality wasn't like really big in your world until recently. Is that? It was big in my world, but it's not not where I'm at now. Um, I've always been this person. I've always been extremely gal- extremely galactic and very close to extraterrestrials like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just woke back up to it. So I was spiritual, just not like this, I guess, is the best way to put it. I feel you, like I am... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I wasn't authentically spiritual, you know, like Mm I, I liked, I knew that I was an intuitive and that, you know, I was into like tarot and witchy stuff and everything like that, but I wasn't living it. You know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, would still escape from my problems with drinking alcohol. Like that's not, to me, that's not being authentic or being spiritual. You're not facing your, your problems. Mm -hmm. What's, you know, in front of you. So, um, for me, that was really, that I'm that's where my spirituality opened was when I started to like show up for myself and just in every single way possible showing up for myself um and sobriety and just being there from for myself and facing what wanted to be seen mm-hmm. and like loving my shadows and you know shadow work is not easy and but the integration of shadows is beautiful and it just brings more of yourself back to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, what are you running from? Right. It's just, it's so liberating. And to just think about like where I was and where I am now is just, it's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the shadow, all oh, the shadow. How I, I love, I love that version of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like all the places that you've gotten me and now we're here thank you so much Mm -hmm. I mean I yeah it is great and I I have been so many different people in this lifetime alone and I'm just so thankful that my shadow got me to where I am now Mm -hmm. and to be the person that I am now I mean it's amazing I can't even believe that you know being reawakened in Sedona a year and a half ago and then being the person that I am now is like it's like a 12 years change <laughs> in like less than two years <laughs> yep 2020, 2020 seems to be like that version that all of us needed like the light workers 
is mm-hmm. what I'm just I'm gonna label us because that's yeah. I was very drank as well you know mm-hmm. totally blocked it out and it was like nope like that's I've gotten messages my whole life like I would have dreams and they would happen like the next day and it was just mm-hmm. like I was like this isn't real this is creepy I'm blocking mm-hmm. it out right and then 2020 hit and it was just like oh mm-hmm. I gotta do something here oh, okay like my purpose is much higher than I even realized right yes. which all of us that's that's why we're here is to help everyone like see and go inwards for right. sure right like and like um one of the another big reason why I stopped drinking is because my mediumship like came on just very strongly and I was being visited by beings like and when I would drink I would like become the being like I remember I was like a Hispanic woman at some point wearing like a red dress I was like sitting in my kitchen late at night and like I was like getting these messages from this this you know woman and then also like a Native American woman came through and like I was just I wanted to embrace this part of me that was coming to the surface and not Mm. drown it out by the alcohol and like And I really just wanted to learn how to handle it and to use it as a gift and not feel like it was, um, you know, like too heavy for me to carry or something like that. So that was, yeah. And drinking, you know, just made it really easy to hear all of them. (laughs) So it was like my, my field was too, too tight. So definitely that was one of the big reasons why I stopped too. I mean, so many reasons it was just time, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny the things that present themselves to get you to do it. I don't even know why I quit. It was just like, I didn't, that didn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. It was just like a direct message. Like if you're actually serious about this journey and I heard like it messes up your pineal gland and it blocks the messages and like, obviously it didn't block messages for you. But for me, it was just like, you are missing out on a lot of things because you're literally cutting off every single thing that we're trying to tell you. Cause I was the girl who drank, like I drank water. Right. <laughs> it's just right. like, Nope, it's fine. Like not a mean drunk, but I was a messy drunk for sure. Well, yeah, you're putting like spirits in your body. It is not, alcohol is not a good thing. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like shame anybody for still drinking, like whatever to each their own, but it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just completely alters your state of mind mm-hmm. and your state of being. And there's so much more to what we can be without it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people I wouldn't have slept with. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> right. Like, oh, God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's OK. You know, you got to love that version of yourself. That's, that's all right. That's the shadow, right? <laughs> yeah. That girl was like, yep, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And it's all part of the process. And like, those are the things that we came here to heal too, right? Like not having shame against it, just being like thankful and loving to that version of you who, you know, you saw and you don't want to show up as anymore. Yeah. And it's not easy to love that part of yourself or to forgive that part of yourself. Like I still have memories from that, you know, from certain periods of my life that I have to like, I feel like myself 
running from them. I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to love the crap out of that girl because she needed that much love, you know, like she needed extra love. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a process for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of the healing journey. It is. And I'm just learning to love it even more every day. Always. It's mm-hmm. never ending, right? Like always, right. always, always the student, even when you become the master. Mm-hmm. Like that's my belief. Like you can Absolutely. be the best master that you want. You also to not be fully in your ego and like, you know, I'm almighty, whatever, mm-hmm. continuing to be the student always. Yeah. And one of the thoughts that came up to me today was like, I am finally in this space. Like I shifted into the space of being thankful to be the student mm. and it just puts you in such a different open perspective. Like mm-hmm. when you view everything, like you're in a classroom, like you're learning, like you want to learn, you want to be open to it. And it's just, it's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It's so exhilarating. Yeah, it is. It's Earth school. I had that in the post right. the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it used like- to be like Earth school. And now I'm like, yay, it's Earth school. Like we're here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, not actual school or school. <laughs> like right, all the right. lessons that we learn. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Which are amazing and which help us like step into our power. Mm-hmm. So cool. So, so yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, well, we're almost we're around the 40 minute mark. Okay. So do you want to let people know how to find you? And you do you do Reiki online too now, right? I do. Yes, I do um, remote Reiki. And um, I don't I don't think you could do remote sound healing. We just figured that out, right? Yeah, you couldn't hear my bowls. <laughs> <laughs> um, remote Reiki, yes. And then spiritual guidance as well. Um, when I do a Reiki session for others, when I'm tapped into their energy, I do get messages from whatever you want to call it, your higher self, spirit, guides, um, that is helpful to the person that is having the session. Um, so that's stuff, that's a part of the session, but, um, my website is heal.me slash journey with Rebecca and it's Rebecca with an A R A B E C C A. Yes. And you can book it right on there too. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And how have those sessions been going? Super powerful. I have no doubt. Yeah, they have been very powerful. Um, I have a lot of in-person clients. I've had a few remote clients, um, but mainly in person. And it's just, it's so amazing the messages that come through for each person. Um, Cause it's usually a message that I need to hear for myself as well. And I just feel like I'm making a difference because the, you know, these people come back and they come back to get further healing and further guidance on how they can heal themselves. Mm. And that is what it's all about is just, you know, showing people how to show up for themselves. Um, I just feel like I am a channel uh, to help them do so. Mm. Um, Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just every time that I have a client, I just, it reminds me why I, uprooted my whole life, quit my job and decided to do this, you know, and I need that reminder sometimes, but it's beautiful. That confirmation of like, this is why you're here. Mm -hmm. I love that. Especially the messages like, cause 
that mm-hmm. was my biggest takeaway from like the San Pedro Day Lachuma was like we are all one. Like at the end yeah. of the day, it does not matter. And with Anne being back in Canada after seven months in Costa Rica, it's like looking at every single person differently now. Because it's like if I see mm-hmm. it in you, that means it's in me, good or bad. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And it's just yes. like holy fuck if I don't like that in you that means that that's in me oh yes. okay well, let me look at that right and he mm-hmm. that's so cool can people find you on Instagram as well yes Instagram what is my Instagram I think it's raw Rocco or just yep. Rebecca Rocco yeah I'll have everything in the show notes for everybody for sure Perfect. and awesome. then my favorite thing before I let anybody go I asked them one question. If you could go back and talk to your nine-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would say don't be afraid to stand up as yourself and be Mm -hmm. confident. And everything that you need is already inside of you. You don't need to be like her or that person or that person or be liked by, you know, anyone that's around you. You just have to like yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Yeah. And it's funny because my daughter is nine. So maybe I should tell her the same thing. Oh, <laughs> see, right? the number just like pops into my head. So <laughs> I, I was picking a specific, uh, a specific number at first. And then I was just like, no, there's like numbers that are popping up. So I'm going to listen to that. So that's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing your magic and your story and just like take the leap, right? Yeah. I hope that I can inspire others to take the leap too. Don't wait. You're not aligned. Get aligned. Yeah. (laughs) Get in alignment. I love it. Thank you you, so, so much. And I hope to see you in person soon. I know. Yay. I would love that me as well. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Magic in Daily Endurance. Exciting news this season. I have made it possible for you to purchase your own sound sessions. Go on over to the link in my bio and you will be able to have a meditation with the Alchemy Crystal Bowls whenever, wherever, from the convenience of your own phone. The Alchemy Crystal Singing Bowls changed my life, so I wanted to make it possible for you to also change yours from wherever you are in the world. Also, if you got some time, go give this a five-star review. Until next time, ciao.